AFR On Demand is brought to you by Breck Golf. Try Beaver Creek today, just 20 minutes from downtown Baton Rouge in the Zachary area. They've got a PGA Tour driving range, a short game practice area, 30 to 40-yard practice shots. It's a great place to chip and putt and practice if you don't have time for a full round. Book your tee time today, golf.breck.org, golf.breck.org. Matt Moscona. I'm very important. After further review. Say one more time. After further review with Matt Moscona. And here we go. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. <laughs> Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge Studios. Hour three, off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us, AFR. I'm Matt. This is Shaq O'Neal, and I hate Matt. Paul O'Neal. They're chanting Paul O'Neal's name. Mm, you so. And Mr. Toby Tomplay. All right, we're here. Glad you are as well. Five o'clock quitting time. Glad you are driving home with us. Mike Triplett here in 15 minutes. We'll talk some Saints-Panthers. Final game of year one of the Dennis Allen era in New Orleans. We'll talk about it with Mike Triplett in 15 minutes. Um, If you missed news earlier today, a really big transfer target is on LSU's campus today and tomorrow. Justin Rogers, the the former four-star top 50 player in the country, uh, when he came out of Michigan, signed with Kentucky back in the class of 2020, he jumped in the portal, and uh, he is visiting LSU this weekend. That would be a major get. He's going to Miami. I'm sorry, today and tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, at LSU, going to Miami this weekend. He's got offers from a bunch of other schools, Georgia included, and um, see if LSU can uh, conceal the deal with Justin Rogers, who's on campus this weekend. What? Real quick, one other quick note, um, and I think I mentioned this last week, but. And I, I do not, again, I'm full disclosure. I am not breaking news. I do not have inside info. I don't know anything of the sort. I had, um, last week when LSU was in Orlando, spoke to someone, let's say, close to the program, and the sort of the expectation was that John Emery was going to go pro and that LSU was targeting a running back in the portal. Um and it was interesting because I looked today on uh, on Twitter and John Emery said has a tweet. It says, let's get it done for the 2023 year. And he tags Gordon at Get Gordon, essentially announcing that he has just sort of re-signed as a Get Gordon athlete with Gordon McKernan injury attorneys. As Gordon's explained, they have one-year deals for their guys. And you know all of them, he's explaining to us, all of them who... Uh, he did deals with a year ago. The student athletes had the opportunity to to do another year with with him if they choose. And clearly, John Emery has has done that. But I don't know if that's a declaration that he plans to return. There has been no decision, but that's one worth watching because, as I understand it, LSU feels like they they've got to get a really dynamic player at that running back position. Um, and and I think the expectation was that John Emery would go. If John Emery's returning. That's massive, massive news. But again, nothing official. I don't know. I'm not breaking. It was just I just noticed that on his Twitter earlier today. 
So we'll we'll kind of keep an eye there as the, the deadline for, for guys to, to declare for the draft uh, is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, it's after further review. We're glad to have you board with us. Um, ESPN uh, came up with a list of the top 100 players uh, from this past football season. As you might anticipate, Caleb Williams, number one, Jalen Carter, number two, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, B. John Robinson rounding out the top five. Jalen Hyatt, the receiver from Tennessee, six. There's Max Duggan, Will Anderson, Marvin Harrison Jr., Blake Corum, the injured running back from Michigan at 10. Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end, 11. Um, a lot of the, the familiar names. Hendon Hooker at 12, I'd have had him higher, but you know, whatever. I mean, everybody can come up with their list however they want. It's unenviable because you're not just ranking quarterbacks or defensive players or anything like that. You're trying to rank every player in college football based on how good they were this year. And when there isn't any... Um, objective metric or data to use. that That's just really tough. Uh, there were three LSU players on the list that I'll get to. Uh, Osiris Torrance came in at number 23 on the list. And this one is just always interesting to me because uh, Osiris Torrance is a Louisiana guy who went to St. Helena. And he was a three-star, and he wasn't super heavily recruited coming out of St. Helena. Uh, I went back and asked some people about his recruitment, and, you know, he was... He was a big kid, but maybe you know, his body needed to get a little stronger, but but was a real like road grader, tough physical player. And that was back in the 2019 class. And he ended up signing, of course, with ULL and then played there and then transferred to Florida this year, became an All-American and is very likely going to be a first-round draft pick. Well, um, in that class, that, that year, St. Helena played Amit. And, of course, Amit had Ish Sopcher. who was a five-star defensive tackle. And as it was related to me, um, there were a lot of scouts and talent evaluators there. And there were a lot of people who pushed LSU to try to sign Osiris Torrance to offer him. He was a three-star from St. Helena. Again, like he was a number 1,050-whatever nationally. He wasn't a super highly rated guy. But you could tell the potential was there. And LSU passed, of course, on him in high school. And then when he was in the portal after being in Lafayette, he followed Billy Napier to Florida where he played this season. So LSU kind of missed on him twice. And that was, of course, the same class where uh, Cardell Thomas was sort of the blue chip offensive line recruit in state that year. Uh, Cardell was the offensive line blue chipper, and Ish Sopcher was the defensive line blue chipper. And and both have gone on to, um, to have sort of uh, Cardell's still kind of looking to crack the rotation at LSU, and this Sopcher's transferred a couple times and is currently not playing football. Um, so it's just interesting that that the one that got away was the one that seemed to have a the, the most potential, the biggest upside that that didn't get the offer. But uh, you know what what could have been had uh, Osiris Torrance you know been offered by LSU back then. But uh, it's what it is. So uh, congrats to him on a Louisiana guy who had a great career and is likely to going to go on to be a, a first round draft pick. Um, if I asked you who do you think is the first LSU player on the list, who would you, Muse, let me ask you, if if I had to ask, who do you think, don't look, have you seen it? No. I don't who, know. Who's the first LSU player on the list? Uh, B.J. Ojolari. Close, but no. Oh, darn. I, I wasn't asking for the buzz. Uh, right. That wasn't why I was pausing, but, but good job. Uh, <laughs> you, want, you want another guess? You're only four spots off, but you want another guess? Oh, man. Um... I, I'm so Ojolari I'm, was 58. Okay, there was one LSU player four spots ahead of him. I'll go with Kayshawn Booty. Nope, uh, Kayshawn on the list. Top 100 players of the season. Oh, of the season. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't hear that. No, uh oh, top yeah, one, I top, didn't hear that. Top 100 players from this past football um, season. 
man, I feel like it's right there in front of my face, and I just don't have it. Harold Perkins. Uh, yeah, of that? course. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Harold Perkins at 54 is, um, I don't want to say stunning, because he, he had an amazing year. But generally, freshmen don't get that kind of run. You kind of have to build your name, and then you get the run. But when you look at some of the players after him, Jared Verse, remember Jared Verse from Florida State who's who's projected by everybody to be a first-round pick? They got Jared Verse at 56. They have Harold Perkins ahead of Verse. Sam Hartman, the quarterback from Wake Forest who just transferred to Notre Dame, he's at 59. So when you look at like the caliber of player ahead of whom uh, Harold Perkins is ranked, it's pretty impressive. And one of the things about Harold Perkins that we talked about was during the season was that his... As a he as a freshman is a better linebacker than Devin White was as a freshman. Again, I feel like I always have to clarify this, and, and I, the more he plays, the less I feel like we have to clarify. But as a freshman, Her, Harold Perkins is a better linebacker than Devin White was. That's not even debatable at this point. In 2016, as a freshman, Devin White played in eight games. Harold Perkins played in all 14. Devin White had 30 tackles. Harold Perkins more than doubled that with 72. Devin White had three tackles for loss. Harold Perkins had 13 tackles for loss this year. And seven and a half sacks. Devin White had one as a freshman. Like, not even remotely close. Harold Perkins as a freshman blows Devin White as a freshman out the water. Now, how much more can he improve? Devin White obviously hit a parabolic run-up and became the best linebacker in college football on a top-five draft pick. So I'm not trying to say that there's no comparison between the two and Harold Perkins so much better. I'm only saying as a freshman, which is something we talked about during the season, and now it's it's been validated, clearly. Uh, and it's very exciting moving forward. B.J. Ojolari, 58. And the only other LSU player on the list, um, <laughs> some of you are going to have to cover your ears. Boy, are you not going to like to hear this. Uh, Jaden Daniels at number 97 on the list as far as the top 100 prospects of players from college football this year. Again, so Perkins, 54, Ojolari, 58, Daniels, 97. And I think the thing that was most um, uh, validating about this list is how impressive of a year Brian Kelly had in year one. Because when you put out a list like that, and it's the top 100 players in the country, and you've only got three guys on it, and one of them's a freshman linebacker. The other's a veteran guy who might go on to be a first-round draft pick and be Joe Gillari. And then Jaden Daniels at 97. It is so validating of how impressive a year Brian Kelly had in year one. Because you're not loaded up with top-tier veteran talent there. Essentially, what this is saying is, your best player was a freshman linebacker. And you weren't loaded up with a whole bunch of elite talent. I think that's going to play out when the draft rolls around this year as well. Yes, LSU got a lot of talent. A lot of guys that are going to continue to develop. But he identified talent in the portal, plugged holes where he had to, got guys to buy in, and they played well, played together, and were well coached. That's why they won as many games as they did. That foundation, when you start to add elite talent on top of it, class after class after class, now you're starting to talk about when it gets really fun. And it looks like LSU's headed toward that. All right, it's after further review. We're brought to you by Shabills Tire and Auto Service. ShabillsTire.com. Bumper to bumper auto service. Name brand tires at wholesale prices. You know where to find them. It's at Shabills. Go to ShabillsTire.com or find any 
Shop Bill's location near you. There's 17 of them across South Louisiana from Morgan City up to Baton Rouge, west over into Lafayette, even uh, in uh, Livingston Parish now. You've got your own Denim Spring Shabills location. You can schedule service online. You can shop tires online. You can chat with an associate online. They make it so easy for you. Just go to the website, hit the little chat bubble, choose the location that is nearest you, and then boom, you're chatting with an associate just like that. It's ShawBillsTire.com. No one is going to sell you name brand tires for wholesale prices like Shawbills. So get to the website, do what I do, shop at Shawbills. ShawBillsTire.com. Shawbills, where we keep you rolling. All right, um, we're going to knock out quick break. Come back. Uh, Mike Triplett will join us right after the break. We'll preview Saints, Panthers, everything we need to know heading into Week 18. Is Dennis Allen safe? I'm going to go and assume that he is now with this little run, but I do want to compare now with the way that they are finishing this season to uh, it, with a, a more complete picture to what the Saints looked like a year ago uh, in uh, the final year of the Sean Payton era. We'll have Otterlocks uh, with Jimmy Ott still coming up in about 30 minutes from right now. A ton to do, and glad you're hanging out and driving home with us here on AFR. AFR. AFR is brought to you by Pluckers Nicholson. Blue bonnet, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. It's Thursday. It's a great night always to get by Pluckers. Either location, the Nicholson location just south of campus, or Blue Bonnet right in front of the Mall of Louisiana. You got N uh, NBA action every night. You got college basketball in full swing. And remember this weekend... Yo, this weekend, you've got NFL Saturday and Sunday. So you got the 3.30 game with the Chiefs-Raiders, then the Saturday night football with the Titans at the Jaguars, and then your regular full slate of game on Sunday. If you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, you want to watch every single game, you can do it at Pluckers. Either location, Nicholson just south of campus and Blue Bonnet right in front of the Mall of Louisiana. Let me also remind you, national championship game on Monday. Start making your plans now. If you want to watch the national championship game at Pluckers, they'll have the sound pipe through. If you're having a game watch party at your house, order Pluckers wings and treat everyone in your watch party. It's at Pluckers, where if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Mike! Yeah? Saints coverage with some Mad Libs mixed in. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike? It's time to talk black and gold with Mike Triplett of New Orleans.Football. Presented by Benny's Car Wash. Family owned and operated since 1951. All right, let's do it. Mike Triplett, NewOrleans.Football, courtesy of our friends at Benny's Car Wash. Mike, how are you, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing great and a uh, big development. I uh, was watching the movie Office Space with my kids the other day, mm. trying to determine if it was okay for them to hear. We had to, we had to fast forward through a scene. We had to, we had to pull it over a couple of times. <laughs> but I realized that that's where the, why don't you just go by Mike? It comes from. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't immediately recognize it. Are you serious? You didn't know? I, no. I mean, I've seen that movie a million times, and I remember oh. that line, but I, I never recognized it. I never put two and two together, as uh, they say. Yeah, it's Samir Nayanenanajar who says, why don't yeah. you just go by Mike? And he says, why should I change? He's the one who sucks. It's about uh, Michael, yep. Michael Bolton. <laughs> Uh, the guys, for those who don't know the movie, also, he's the guy's name is Michael Bolton. And uh, he's like, it, well, there's a whole thing about not wanting to be named Michael Bolton. Anyway, that's what he's referring to. Um, hey, man, don't look now. 
but the Saints have gone and won three in a row and kind of look respectable. How have they done it? Um, they've played better, which is the main thing. What you know, one thing that kind of cracked me up was everybody talking about how it was the best drive Pete Carmichael has called all year when when they go down the field on, on an opening touchdown drive and uh, it's 15 plays, and I'm like. I'm sure a lot of his play calling scripts looked like that all year, but the difference is this time they converted the third and fourth. When they run for two yards and then run for four yards and then throw an incomplete pass on third down, it's a terrible drive. <laughs> when you move the chains on the, when you move the chains on third and four, lo and behold, you get another first down. And then when you move the chains on the next third and four, you get. I mean, I don't think they radically changed what they like to do. I, I think they just executed in the first half on offense. And then in the second half, the wheels came off again, as we've seen all year, but this time they held on. And I think a big part of that is having Marshawn Lattimore back to save the day. Great players matter. Um, but, I mean, they've been close to this a bunch of times when they were leading games against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, um, among others this year. And this time they finally finished one off. Uh, but but I think getting healthier and, and just executing a little better has helped them. You know, Dennis Allen was saying, he never, they never panicked and said, oh, we need to change everything we do because they believed in what they do. And, you know, the end result is their, their record is probably what it should be, 7-9. and nine. They're probably about a 500 team this year, uh, but they're finally winning some close ones after they seem to be losing all the close ones earlier this year. It is interesting that when I said, oh, they've done it, you kind of defaulted to the offense. Um, when I assumed you talk about defense because in the last five, they've allowed 13, 17, 18, 10, and 10. Yeah. They've been awesome defensively. So how is the team who was really bad defensively early in the year all of a sudden gotten very good again on defense? Yeah, I don't think there was a point where they were ever really bad at defense. Uh, I think they were, you know, not their usual standard. They weren't forcing any turnovers, and that has only barely come along. Yeah. They were missing tackles. They cleaned that up pretty early in the year. Um uh, the run defense on the flip side has been bad since week one against Atlanta and has never really gotten better. The interior run defense uh, has been a problem all year, but, but yeah, I mean, this is the defense we're sort of used to uh, and the, the not living up to this standard in the first half of the season turned out to be the anomaly. They, they finally look like the defense we expected again. And I think that started to happen when they got a little, healthier in the secondary and, and got Alante Taylor starting on the other side of Paulson Adebo. And it looked even better when you had Marshawn Lattimore to mix. Uh, he's on Twitter at Mike Triplett, New Orleans.football. Convos all season long brought to you by friends at Benny's Car Wash. Benny'sCarWash.com. Join that Car Wash membership club. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. Um, Mike, when you go into week 18 and you've been eliminated, like, what do you have to play for this weekend? Well, I think it means a lot. It certainly means a lot for this coaching staff to prove themselves and, and, and has, but I mean, I think it shows just the pride of the whole team. I mean, this is a team all year long, especially the guys who've been around here and who had five straight winning seasons. that just didn't believe they were the three and seven team or the four and nine team or, 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 you know, whatever they were. Um, and wanted to go out there and be like, we swear we're better than this. You know, when are the results going to come? Um, and, and so I think there's just a lot of pride in that. I don't think anyone ever really checked out. I think they were on the borderline of that, that being at risk. But it means a lot to see sort of the, the fruits of your labor and the results and to be like, yes, this is what we thought we could do. 
Um, and, and so I think there, you know, I think there are certain teams who are in a position to really care about looking good. Like they have something to prove. I, I, I know there's a lot of talk about the Sunday night game where the lions are going to be playing the Packers. And by the time it kicks off, the lions might be eliminated from the playoffs. But, but that's an example of a team that I, I don't think it matters. I think beating the Packers would mean everything to them. And I, I think the saints are close to that. I think finishing eight and nine, you know, Kim Jordan said something really interesting three weeks ago now, when they were five and nine, he said, he was kind of thinking out loud, doing quick math in his head, and he, or they were four and nine at the time, and he said, is this the worst team I've ever played on? And he goes, not if we win our last four games, then it won't be the worst team I've ever played on. We finished seven and nine before, we'd be eight and nine. And <laughs> lo and behold, you know, it kind of seems like, yeah, right, like they're going to win their last four games. But if they do, then I think it means something. Uh, that is actually a, a nice transition piece to Cam Jordan, who did set the the career sack record in New Orleans. You've covered every game of his career. Um, you want to put some context around Cam Jordan and what he's meant to this franchise? Man. Well, you know, it's funny that J.J. Watt just retired last week, too. I, we, we were having a discussion about, you know, J.J. Watt had like four or five incredible seasons, but then his, his career kind of ended without the longevity. Um and, and so we were having like a theoretical, you know, is that enough to get in the Hall of Fame? And I think in J.J. Watt's case, it absolutely oh, is. Course. But it also made me think, I remember a couple years worth of stories earlier in Kim Jordan's career where like the premise of my story was, if you haven't been paying attention, Kim Jordan is doing things that only one other player in the NFL is doing J.J. Watt. I'm not saying he's J.J. Watt, but besides J.J. Watt, nobody else is, you know... <laughs> doing this as a, you know, getting these sacks and batting down these passes and doing this work as a run defender and showing the versatility both inside and outside. And now that Cam Jordan has added the longevity to that, you know, his total numbers are going to be side by side and ahead of JJ Watt. And you don't even have to apologize to put them in the same sentence. I don't think anymore. He never reached quite that peak, but he came pretty close when he finally had some all pro seasons and, you know, some 15-sack type of seasons. Um, so when you combine the high highs he reached with just, you know, the, the consistency he's always had and doing it, you know, so only missed two games in his career. They were both flukes. He's as good of a run defender as he is a pass rusher. Um, you know, he's just been awesome. Um, I had this conversation. You won't remember this. Uh, okay. But I had this conversation with you. I, like, this predated my time here. Like, I was at a different radio station when I was, like, a, a child doing radio. But you were nice enough to humor me and come on the show. And um, I asked you about Jari Evans being a Hall of Famer. Because my assumption was, of course Jari Evans is going to be all, all these all pros. And you kind of checked me and you said, well, not so fast. And again, Jari Evans was still playing. So the, the full body of work was not done. But your, your point was, there's a lot of guys who made all pro, like, that haven't made it into the Hall of Fame. And lo and behold, when you actually stack it up, even guys like Kevin Mawai and Alan Fanica, who had better careers with in terms of All-Pro and All-Decade team and all that, had to wait five and six years for their Hall of, mm -hmm. for their Hall of Fame moment. Cam Jordan's been first-team All-Pro one time. One time. Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, I think, well, first of all, I thought you were going to ask if Jari's a Hall of Famer, and I okay. was a little surprised that he didn't make the the... He, he's eligible for the first time this year, and he didn't even make the final 15, which surprised me a little bit. I think he's going to have a borderline case for years. I think he's going to have the Alan Fanica, Kevin Mawai case for several years.
but I think it helps him that those guys got in. There's not a huge guard backlog. So mm. I, I do like Jari Evans's chances. Uh, but but he's gonna he's gonna be on that bubble for a while. Him and Cam might be ultimately be competing for one spot what? one day. Um, but uh, Cam isn't there yet uh, because if he ends his career at 115 sacks, he won't get there. What's amazing with a player like him is there, there's sort of a sack total number um, that that everyone can judge. It's the same thing as receivers and running backs. And I wish I had it in front of me, uh, but we we've done this exercise too. I think there's, I think the magic number is somewhere around like 130, where everybody's at. And then if it gets down to like 125, all of a sudden there's like, a, oh, a John Abraham. He wasn't quite, you know, Hall of Fame. You know, like it, it starts to get to like, all right, half those guys are in, but half those guys are almost got there. Um, but I think all Cam has to do is is get in the the bubble range. And then all the other things he did, the consistency, the run defense, the batted passes, he, he, he might be like a top five all-time NFL in batted passes. Like, um, he's one of those guys that, that did more than just rush the passer. He was an every down kind of player. I think all that stuff will matter, but, um, but I don't think he can just get there with 115 sacks. I think he has to get to the yeah. threshold where, where no one can deny that he got that sack number as well. He's not far. Uh, Ricky Jackson. Yeah. Ricky Jackson's career number was 128. Um, I'm looking at it right here. Derek Thomas was at 126 and a half, uh, and then Dwight Freeney is at 125 and a half. Von Miller at 123 and a half, but he's active. Robert Mathis 123. Simeon Rice 122. Clyde Simmons 121. Then Cam Jordan at 115. He's he's probably yeah. 10 sacks away from solidifying. Yeah. Yeah, and and I wonder, you know, I mean, the, the amazing consistency of his last couple of years. He's just done 21 in these last two seasons at age 31, 32. When, when we expected a little, you know, at the beginning of last year, it looked like there was a little bit of a drop-off. There was a drop-off in production, for sure. And then he came on like a house on fire yeah. in the second half of last season, and he's continued to do it this year. So, I mean, shoot. <laughs> He plays four more years and averages six. You know, I mean, he, he might he might make it an easy choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's on Twitter at Mike Triplett. NewOrleans.football. NewOrleans.football. Our conversation is brought to you by Benny's Car Wash. Benny'sCarWash.com. Uh, hit the Wash Club memberships tab uh, and join up. Trust me, it's totally worth it. For as low as 15 bucks a month, you can get unlimited car washes at Benny's. Um, two more things that we could do them quickly. Number one, is Dennis Allen the coach of the Saints next year? Yeah, I think so. Um I mean, my gut, my gut told me that even when they were four and nine, uh, but I, I allowed for the possibility that they might just want to take the team in a radical new direction. But since then they've won three straight games and we've, you know, done some reporting that lets us know that the, the team's line of thinking has been what we heard earlier in the season and what we've continued to think. And, and we've heard some poo-pooing of this, you know, these Peyton talks that doesn't sound like anything the Saints themselves are pursuing. Um, and, and so the results, Matt, you know, now the results, it'd be a little tougher for me to tell you this, if they were, you know, five and 11 right now that yeah. they still trust him. But now that they're seven and nine, I, I think it's really, it'd be pretty shocking if there was anything else. I agree. If they had face planted, I think he'd have been gone, but, uh, okay. If Sean, if Sean Payton is coaching next year, where is he coaching? I, I have a real hard time handicapping that. Cause I think he wants to come back, but I think those, you know, I think Sean Payton wants to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, and so if he's thinking, ah, oh, the Chargers didn't fire their coach, I might want to wait a year to work with Justin Herbert, or maybe the Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy next 
fire Robert Sala next year? Does he does is he willing to wait a year for an even better situation, or does he talk himself into a Denver or an Arizona? Denver's tough because not only is it Russell Wilson, they have a GM in place. Um, he wouldn't get to handpick his GM. Arizona, you're married to Kyler Murray, and he's coming off a torn ACL. Like, I I just don't know what the team is. I don't know that he'd go to Carolina. I think they'd be willing to pay a lot for him. But does he believe that their ownership can get it done because he wants to know that the ownership has a good track record? So. I think he wants to talk himself into one of these jobs, but I have a hard time handicapping which one I think it will be. Okay. Uh, well, I'll wait and find out. Week 18 uh, on Sunday in the Dome. He's Mike Triplett. Read about it there at neworleans.football and our conversations all season long brought to you by Benny's Car Wash. Benny'sCarWash.com. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see you later. We're brought to you by Mold Zero USA. Mold-ZeroUSA.com. Actually, I had someone text me uh, on the show text line earlier today. Hey, what's the mold company that you talk about? Well, it's Mold Zero. Mold-ZeroUSA.com is the website. When you go to the website, you'll see the New Orleans phone number and the Baton Rouge phone number there at the top. So whichever, wherever you live, call that office servicing all of Greater Baton Rouge and Greater New Orleans areas. It's Mold Zero. It's their patented non-toxic dry fog. Uh, don't worry about doing all types of demo work, cutting sheetrock, pulling out things out of your attic. Just call Mold Zero. They'll come in. They'll spray their patented non-toxic dry fog treatment. As soon as the fog dissipates, you will be in a clean-smelling, mold-free home office or building otherwise. It's Mold Zero USA. They got a testimonial video right there on the homepage of the website that you can see. It'll explain the whole process. It's Mold Zero USA again, mold-zerousa.com. All right, after further review, we'll knock out a quick break. Otterlock's coming up here in less than 15 minutes from right now. We will continue on AFR. AFR. King cake season, y'all. It is king cake season. I got one of the best text messages in the world you could possibly imagine earlier today. Got a text message that our friends over at Rouse's are bringing us a whole mess of king cakes tomorrow for the whole building. To... How about a big round of applause for Rouse's in the king cake? Yeah! Uh, Muse, what kind of king cake do you like? Strawberry cream cheese. Polly, what kind of king cake do you like? All of them. I'm kind of a, a weird... I'm a plain guy. Does that make me weird? I don't care no. if it makes me weird. I just like the plain cinnamon. I don't need all the filling in it, but if you love filling, guess what? Rouse's has all of them, and even better, Rouse's ships their king cakes all over the world. So go to Rouse's.com. That's Rouse's.com. Rouse's.com. You'll see it right there on the homepage. The flipper just hit the little king cake tab. If it's filled, if it's traditional, if it's packaged, if it's the black and gold, they got it all. It's at Rouse's.com. Get your king cakes right now and ship them to those king cake lovers all over the world at Rouse's.com. Rouse's, this feels like home. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Look, I'm really big into the YouTube algorithm, man. Like, honest, like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm the guy who, like, two years ago when we made the commitment as a radio group to go into YouTube, who, like, took it upon myself to deep dive in, into the algorithm to learn about thumbnails and titles and how you sequence things and how, all of it, right? Like, but sometimes I have no clue. The stupid bit we did before I went on vacation, announcing the seven transfers, and we did like a, it was like a stupid game yeah. show bit. 
Yeah, we were mimicking like the Price is Right. Come on down. We didn't even use the Price is Right well, theme song. Well, no, you know what? You met. Here's where you messed up. And and, the, and and it's hold on, hold on, hold on. It's my. I'm, I'll own it. It's my fault because I should have told you this before we did it. Because I said I want the Price is Right theme, but what I wanted was the Come on Down music. The da 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 da, like the the fast yeah. And you use like the Showcase Showdown music, like the da da da. Like I the just really typed soft, in Price is Right. No, thing. I know, but you, it was just it was the raw. It wasn't the music that I was thinking of. We needed something that was upbeat, right? And so we changed it to the Family Feud music, which is you have it. Not it, oh, handy, you okay? No. Again, muse. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, know. I know. Just like it's Con not hard. Just do it. Anyway. Continue. Yeah. So, but anyway, my point is that stupid video on the AFR LSU channel has like triple the amount of views I... of like Jaden Daniels announcing he's returning and is talking about a quarterback controversy. Like that's the type of thing quarterback LSU salacious returning controversy that would normally blow up in the stupid transfer video. It's got like triple the views. What is wrong with y'all listening to that over and over no. again? Wait, and Paul, you said you were like going through reading all the comments on it? Like yeah, I was on reading some of the comments, and it was one extreme or the other. They either loved it or they hated it. I mean, I would imagine that's probably how it would go, right? And by the way, I'm not going to go like redo the whole bit or play it for you here. So if you're curious, just go to the AFR LSU YouTube channel and you'll see it. It's like, what, what was it titled, Paul? Like seven, uh, uh, it was something about the seven transfers. Um, here it is. Yeah. Uh, LSU announces seven transfers. Why the Tigers aren't done yet? It's got, it's got triple digits. It was so stupid. Like, it was awful. While we were doing the segment, I'm sitting here. It's like I'm saying out loud, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. And, and I love radio because it's you You can take chances like that, and it's, it's, it is theater of the mind, and it's supposed to be fun, and I love doing stuff like that. You can't do it all the time, and you just become a big shtick, you know, sort of like parody show. But sometimes those are fun to do, and I like doing them. But, man, oh, man, I cannot believe that. I mean, it's done well. strikes and gutters, that sure felt like a gutter. That but felt like, I mean, YouTube, on the other hand, is like, ah, not so fast. That felt like gutter, and then you trip and face yeah. plant on the lane. You somehow threw a gutter with the bumpers up. Like, yeah, that's what that felt bad, like doing it live. Bad, yeah, bad, bad, yeah. bad. That's what that felt like. Man, oh, man. But uh, thanks to everyone who watched. By the way, if you're watching live on the Watch 104.5 ESPN YouTube channel, please smash that like button because the YouTube algorithm loves that sort of stuff and it helps all of the shows since all of our shows are on the Watch 104.5 ESPN YouTube channel except for Scone and T last night because Muso didn't have the kit. What? Mm, that's a low blow. Oh, because you... Oh, whatever. You leave know what, me, Muse? Leave me alone. What's, no, don't what's talk to me. What's your job? What's your job? My... What's your job? My job is to grab the kit and bring it to Oliver. Yes. Kids. Yeah. And you know what? Well, I do your job. Due to extenuating circumstances, no. All I know is that your job is to make sure that the video kit is there and you make sure that we're broadcasting and it was not there That's and we didn't. That's wrong what you're doing right now. That is a fact is what that is. Is that fact? Is there is there a lie in what I just said? Is there any lie <laughs> no. in what I just said? No, but you also ah. know. Ah. <clears throat> Your Honor, I rest my case. Paulie, can we have a verdict? Is Muso guilty? Guilty as charged. Got it. Y'all are terrible. Got it. Uh, LSU transfer linebacker Demario Tolan visited Auburn on Thursday. Ding, ding, ding. Y'all, uh, by the way, he'll visit uh, Missouri on Friday and could make a commitment soon after 
He talked to Jeffrey Lee from Auburn Live. Um, I do not know, and I want to be very clear about this. I don't know Demario Tolan. I've never spoken to him. I, I mean, he was an injured freshman linebacker. Not exactly the dude who I'm like beating down the door trying to talk to Demario Tolan. Had, came on late, had a really good year. I know the coaches loved him, would love to have him back. Talked about it earlier this week. There is When you look at the reasons a player would enter the transfer portal, none of the boxes are checked for Demario Tolan. Coaches love him. He fit the scheme. He played a lot as he got healthier and got back on the field. A position where you don't have a lot of bodies or talent. He's going to be part of the rotation. Going to play a ton. A team that is trending upward. Undeniably trending upward. You won the West. You might be favored to win the West next year. That's not the type of guy that leaves. And so I said it earlier this week. When he left, I said... Usually when something smells funny, there's something funny going on. And my total, I was so outward to say this is a guess, 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 guess. I do not know. I'm speculating. My speculation is people are getting in that dude's ears and throwing NIL dollars at him. And I said, just wait to see if it was Miami or Florida or Auburn. I said specifically Texas A&M, Bama, the schools we know are spending in NIL. If it's one of those, tell me why it makes a lick of sense for Demario Tolan to leave LSU for guys from Orlando. So if you started to be closer to home and went to Florida, wanted to be down in the Orlando, you know in, in Florida, okay, I could understand that. If you want to be closer to home, Auburn. I mean, it's closer than Baton Rouge, but it ain't close. That's still a fly trip, not a drive trip. Anyway, if he lands at Auburn, I mean, I think that's your, I think that's your answer. I think Yellowwood's throwing around dollars, and they went and snagged Demario Tolan. Uh, and and I'll tell you, they tried, they tried to get Harold Perkins, and LSU stepped up to the plate. LSU's collective, whatever. I mean, ter- I, I hate the whole semantic game we have to play with the NIL stuff. But it, suffice to say, Harold Perkins has been taken care of. He's not going anywhere. Although there were a, there there was a lot of foul play. Um, same with Will Campbell, Emory Jones. I mean, you know who the players are. It's the nature of it's the nature of the sport right now. Um, but maybe they snagged Demario Tolan. We'll see. See where he ends up uh, transferring to. All right, it's after further review. Uh, we'll knock out our final break of the show. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk to Otter. Little Otter Locks. Love telling you about Relief Windows. Reliefwindows.com. Energy efficient replacement windows. Beautiful entry doors. Hardy plank and vinyl siding. You know where they are. Airline Highway and Prairie Real. If you go south on Airline Highway. You pass 42, I mean, just a quarter mile on the right. You cannot miss it. They're gorgeous, state-of-the-art showroom. Actually, the same designer for LSU Football Ops divine, uh, designed the new Relief Windows um, uh, corporate headquarters. It's gorgeous. Uh, they Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, they always have an associate on hand. You could just walk in. Certainly, you can have an appointment. You just walk in. You can see all the models, displays, everything that you need. It's Windows Door Siding, Relief Windows, and ReliefWindows.com. All right, y'all. Final break of the show. Come back. Find out what we're betting on tonight. Uh, Otter last night. I think we had a rough night last night. Uh, let me check this real quick. Uh, Otter had, he gave out three picks from someone else who was a college basketball guy. And then the Otter, I think, gave out two, right? So we had five plays last night, if I'm not mistaken, all in college basketball. And it was, uh, let's see. Um, they gave you Arkansas minus seven. 
<laughs> Illinois laying the three and a half. <laughs> Wake Forest plus 10. That hit. Uh, UConn minus five. <laughs> Penn State plus four. <laughs> a one and four night. Let's get back on track. Otterlocks is next. AFR. Man, I love telling you about Clegg's Nursery. Great local business that's been serving Baton Rouge for more than 60 years. Four locations in the greater Baton Rouge area. Segan near Airline, LA-16 in Denham, Mid-City on Donmore, and the Garden Center on Greenwell Springs. You know where all the Clegg's Nursery locations are because you've seen them all over town forever. And y'all, this is the time. If you didn't get the thing you wanted for Christmas, go get it for yourself. Bird feeders, wind chimes, citrus trees, of course... It is a great time to accent that winter landscape. Maybe a beautiful camellia from Clegg's Nursery. It's a great time to do that right now. You can brighten that garden with pansies or snapdragons or other great winter plants. Just because it's winter time doesn't mean you neglect your garden and your outdoor spaces. Clegg's can help you. And by the way, the roses for 2023, they're going to arrive soon at Clegg's. You can choose your favorite from a collection of more than 50 varieties. It's all at Clegg's Nursery. Buy local, shop local, tell them Matt sent you to Clegg's Nursery. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. All right, down the stretch, we come final segment here on a Thursday edition of AFR. One thing left to do, let's find out what we're betting on tonight. It's time for Otter Locks. Otter Locks, presented by Lofton Staffing Services. At Lofton, we put people to work. Call us today at 924-0200 or go to lofton.jobs. So we turn to the one and only, the incomparable and often incomprehensible, the outfather himself, Jimmy Ott. Otter, how are you? Well, a little bruised up, but you know, yeah, the marathon, yeah, yeah. not a ah, sprint. Look, it's a man, rough we... night, rough look. night. Thank, thank goodness for that little. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, pushback to avoid the sombrero last night in well, uh, in Chapel Hill. So one and four. I was zero and two. G Wizzy was one and two. So that's one and four. Not good, but you know what? We always look at the silver lining over here, and that's what I, ch- I preach to Charlie. To Charlie, in every dark cloud, there's a silver lining, and so <laughs> we're human. We're I'm all, human. Charlie. I'm only laughing because we're I know, not a machine. <laughs> I know. I know. Charles is sitting right next to Jimmy, listening to him say that, making some like dismissive, flippant face, like a wife rolling her eyes at her husband. That's what essentially these two are at this point in their respective professional careers and friendships. You're pretty good. I know. <laughs> I know. I I can, I yeah, have the visual. <laughs> You know how you get off the Schneid, Otter? You know how you overcome a one in four night? You give me Kalochi! How good is that guy? I randomly heard him on your show last week when I was off say something. I was walking into a pizza joint. I heard him give the Kings. I pulled out my phone, pulled out the DraftKings app. I bet the Kings forgot about it the next day I woke up. He hit with the Kings! Kalochi! He is the best. He is the best. He's got a big dog and a big chalk early All right. on. All right. All right. You want the chalk first? Let's go to the New Jersey Devil. Okay. Devil. You know, he grew up in Queens, man, with the IROC C. You know, I don't know how he's pulling for the Mets and the Cowboys, Queens, but that's what he was pulling for. <laughs> 
Um, I've got the best number at minus 175 at Bed Rivers. I think it's at 190 at DraftKings. Yep, 190. Okay. Um, but you're getting uh, plus plus money. Split the bet. Split okay. the bet uh, on the money line in the puck line. So in that way, uh, hey, you just pull for that empty net goal. It happens in hockey. So we'll see if it's a close game. So New Jersey okay. uh, is the first one. The dog. He's got a soft spot in his heart for the halves. <laughs> they're at home tonight against the rangers um best number is uh plus 170 out there it's plus About. 165 at DraftKings. Yep. <clears throat> um um so we got that going on 6 30 he'll be on he will give us some late picks uh but uh i'm abstaining uh hanny's itching at the boiler makers that comes on at fs1 right now but uh, i'm a little bit cautious what did I say last night about going against the home teams mm-hmm. and the home teams early? Uh, I'm just going to stick with that. One so, minute remaining. All right, all right, Matt, talk to John Diavello, uh, Director of Race Sports Book Operations at DraftKings. They, uh, because both Buffalo and Cincinnati have all gone over their win totals already, that will be declared a winner at DraftKings. Okay. Other outlets are sticking to their same plan, have to play 17 or all tickets are void. You say, mm-hmm. wait a minute, why wouldn't you just pay the winners? Well, the people with losing tickets and with the bet that don't play 17 games, they, they're going to get refunded mm. if they stick with their house rules. But people with this situation are wavering a little bit from their original house rules okay. and deciding how they're doing. All right. Otter's over at Jolie Pearl. Y'all get by him. See him. Otter fi- uh, follows us. Thank you, Otter. Thank you, Matt. All right. I'm um, Paulie. Thanks. We'll see y'all tomorrow at 3. AFR.